0: slammed into the ground at like 60 miles an hour and i was like oh well it kind of worked welcome spacers to space roots today on the podcast we have uh josh sat who is working on uh reaction wheels as well as a few other endeavors in the space field welcome to the show josh
1: hello everybody um i'm josh sat like jay mentioned and i've just been working on a lot of diy small satellite and model rockets and other projects Oh
0: yeah, that's 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 what we love here. So tell us what you do. Give us your story, kind of how how you got here, and what what it is you work on. So
1: I started school like a long time ago. <laughs> just uh, I started with like graphic design and three D design in high school and college, and then I I kind of just ran out of money, so I jumped into like military because like they offered college after you were done and I'm like oh that sounds good and all the other benefits that come with it and then while I've been in I've been self-studying on like DIY like electronics and like reading up on books and studying and how how everything works Mm. and I've been uh working on reaction wheels and model rockets like I mentioned earlier
0: oh that is uh so that's so encouraging it's amazing all the stuff you can learn online they just have there, yeah. It's pretty cool. So tell us about the the reaction wheel industry. Uh, like, what it, what it is you're doing, um, and and kind of why you're doing it.
1: So, I I was sitting around and I was like, I wonder how satellites move around. Like I I remember seeing thrusters on one like a long time ago. It's on magic. Like a, yeah, it's just magic. Um, <laughs> no, I saw like the you know the thrusters on like the SpaceX capsules and mm-hmm. like you know like the little retro
0: thrusters yeah like yeah. the
1: the mono prop thrusters and stuff I was like oh that's cool but that only lasts for so long mm-hmm. then i learned that reaction wheels exist and i was like oh that's really cool and then i was like oh i wonder how much that costs because that, that's got to be like the cheap option and it turns out it's really not that cheap space is expensive
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no, i know have, i have the link you showed yeah seven thousand one hundred dollars for this little PCB. So actually, before we get into reaction wheels, we should probably back up a little bit. And for those of the, of you guys who don't know what reaction wheels are, you just give a quick sort of explanation of what they do? So
1: the the simplest explanation for what a reaction wheel is is like, think of like an electric drill. Like you pull the trigger on that electric drill and the drill, like, it kind of twists in your hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. That That torque that's being imparted by all the rotating mass inside of the drill that is what a reaction wheel is it's you're you're uh, pushing against a heavy force to help you like rotate okay and that's like probably the simplest i can explain it all right. Um, All right if anybody wants to look more into it moment of inertia would be the term to search
0: moment of in- oh right because it's a it's a i studied it a while ago but like the inertia inertial frame that's that's the word right like yeah, yeah it's that. an inertial frame and you're using that to kind of torque and, and so this is a way of um moving or spinning the satellite because it's in the microgravity so that you can like position your thrusters because i assume this is in tangent with a thruster at least on this scale
1: Uh, Well, it could be in a thruster or it could be in a camera, like let's say you want to point the camera at like a star, Um, I believe Hubble, actually I'm sure Hubble is using uh, I think they're control moment gyros, but uh, I could be wrong on that, but they're similar to reaction wheels. It's a spinning uh, mass that has a moment of inertia, and as it is sped up or slowed down or rotated, it changes the orientation of the satellite. Oh, okay. So you can you can accurately point a camera or a thruster or a sensor whatever you want in the direction.
0: Okay. All right. So it's, so it's just a way. Now I understand how it gets started moving, right? Because in, in microgravity, you know, like this force will be enough to spin it, right? But how do you get it to stop spinning? Do you just reverse the direction of the the wheel? So
1: as I understand it, it you get um oh what is it called? Anyway, it's uh you, you can only spin up so fast and you start to lose effectiveness as the RPMs get higher because you can't spin any faster. Okay. So it, it will eventually get to a point where it just doesn't rotate anymore. But if you oh. take the gas off your your wheel pretty much, it'll spin right back to where it started.
0: Oh. oh so all that
1: all that energy is being put into the wheel, but there's only so much energy you can put into the wheel.
0: Okay, I think that's starting to make sense. Um, wait, so then what causes it to move? I th- I thought it was like the the wheel would spin, right? And then it, when it stops, that's when it turns the. But you're saying it's not. It's when the wheel is spinning, and that that's what causes the um, the satellite to so move.
1: There, there are both. Okay. So you can, like if you brake, like use like a brake to stop the wheel from spinning, all that energy is instantly right put into the craft.
0: Okay. And in that case, you'd have a harder time trying to stop it from, like, posi- like I'm just imagining this would be really hard to, uh, like, accurately move or spin. So um,
1: a lot of times... Like, for what specifically I'm using is, like, let's say I spin it up at, like, 10%. Okay. It's going to rotate on, let's say, X-axis to wherever the amount of energy that you're putting in will hold it at 10%. Okay. And then if I turn it, like, if I turn it up to, like, 20%, it will come to wherever it rests at 20%. But if you shut down the motor, it'll go right back to where you started.
0: Okay, all right. Wow. All right. So that's 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 an intr. That sounds like a pretty intricate piece of machinery. So you're and this machinery, what you're using, um, you're you're building that open source, right? Uh. So I haven't published anything
1: on what I've been doing. I've just posted a couple videos and I've been talking to people in the Flame Trench about uh like ways to reduce cost. Okay. And how to make it effective for the pocket cube scale right. I mean like the CubeSat scale that's pretty easy you got you got quite a bit of space in there
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but when you get down to the pocket cube which is very very small yeah. <laughs>
0: like
1: I, I know you've had uh, applied ion and um, yeah but you guys should totally ben go on.
0: back I I feel like what you're you're gonna talk about is probably direct pretty closely relied to what applied ion is working on but yeah yeah so pocket pocket cubes that's where like what it fits in the palm of your hand or, or something like that. yes
1: it's uh for uh standard units in America it is like two inches by two inches by two inches
0: <laughs> which I believe is <laughs> it's small oh you just cut out there but yeah it's it's it, yeah that is wow <laughs> and to to get like
1: enough mass for wheels into a a payload that size and still have room for other stuff is it's difficult like uh, I had some ideas on how to make it smaller like much much smaller but it, it hurts your moment of inertia because you have a very heavy wheel but it's our diameter is very small so I was thinking of using like tungsten rods because tungsten is very dense uh, okay. It's similar to like lead in its density.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you have this heavy heavy wheel, but it's very small, so it doesn't have a high moment of inertia.
0: Right.
1: And I mean it it'd probably work in like a one piece situation. You could probably have something like let's say you got uh it because I think they're about fifty mil fifty millimeters tall, but inside the actual internal volume is probably closer to forty five.
0: Okay. Or less. Hmm.
1: It would probably take about eight or ten millimeters of the inside if you were to just start stacking stuff tall. Uh using the rods. Okay. So just like a a thin but really dense disc that would spin around. Oh no no no. Like a like a rod. Like a think oh. of a pen or a pen. Uh, but okay. It would go like the length of one side.
0: No, I I I assume for the um reaction wheels you'd want to, the positioning matters right? You wouldn't want to put it in a corner you'd want to put in the center right or or does that not matter in space?
1: So it would probably depend on the application okay. so if you want something where your your point is in the center of your uh, satellite, you would want to put one on on a face so like the x face, the y face, and a z face mm-hmm. and that would give you that like centered point, but if it didn't matter. And you just needed to point in a direction. Okay. You could probably place it anywhere.
0: Like, I mean, I'm assuming for pocket sets, they're probably going to be for like uh, at least starting out to avoid, you know, collisions with other objects, right? Uh,
1: I, I would assume so, especially uh, with the stuff that Applied Ion's working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to control the direction that you're pointing would uh, give you much greater control. Like. You could decide, oh, hey, we're going to be pointing this way, like if you had no reaction wheel or no attitude control, you could decide, oh, hey, we're going to be pointing this way at this time. If we make a small thrust, it'd probably be okay. Mm -hmm. Or you have the ability with reaction wheels or some sort of attitude control to do it right then and there.
0: Okay. All right, so... You Yeah, because I, I would think that if, if you did have to put this in the center that that would complicate everything else, right? It would mean that everything would probably have to be smaller or fit around it. Um, but if you, if you can put it in the, in the side then that wouldn't matter as much. Huh. Interesting. And so... But I do
1: have... I, oh, I, I do have another project that... Um, here, one second. I will send you a link of. Ooh. It is from the... I believe the University of Malta. Malta? At is least it, that's... Is that that's everything? where I traced it down. I don't know if that's correct anymore. Right, we shall um, find out. At least some of these professors might have been in at the University of Malta. Um, but these point. guys are using something that's centered and they have cutouts on their PCBs. Hmm. And their, their wheels fit along the faces but they're not attached to the faces of the satellite attached to a centered
0: oh I see so um the the wheels in the side oh that that's pretty smart putting them on the outside and then you have full control yes oh that I like that
1: so you can uh have a full face with a wheel and you would have to like skip a uh slot for a pcb most likely with the wheel Mm -hmm. that's in the center the z wheel
0: mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but other but than that that would also uh, mean that you'd have less space for solar panels so i guess it's just a trade-off
1: or no you just put the solar uh, no. panels on top yeah yeah the solar panels fit just right outside so the it would be like a cover basically
0: okay oh that is that, oh, that that's that's pretty cool wow yeah, i don't know if this ever launched all right and pico that's that's another name for pocket satellite
1: uh i P- believe it's in the pico satellite family so there's right. i'm not sure the exact like weight measurements but there are a wide like array of size family groups
0: so so the small satellite that that's like a big term for uh, cube sats pocket sats and then you know the the different variations of the of the two like the two U and the six U, whatever and so where does pico sat fit into that is that like a like a type of cubesat or is it is it a completely new satellite
1: in the whole? I believe it's weight class, so
0: Oh okay.
1: And I'm not exactly sure. I don't have that committed to memory. All right. Uh, what these fall under. But they're they're in one of those categories, like way down at the bottom for the smallest. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that is, that is really, so have you been able to, like, test any of this stuff out, or are you working more in, like, a theoretical uh, Uh, consulting capacity?
1: I I did build a small prototype, and I can send you a video of that working on a, on a glass, or a bowl of water, because that was the, like, easy, cheap,
0: yeah, hey, yeah, I, I bet it, float. I bet this would be this would be tough because where whereas applied ion, his engines had to be it replicate the vacuum of space. You have to represent the weightlessness of space.
1: Yes, so I did overfill the bowl in this video. Uh, you can see it like rotating back and forth and bumping Here, the sides, me... but the surface tension itself. Uh helps keep it from touching the sides for the most part
0: mm-hmm
1: yeah, me... and this was actually a small disc I printed on my three d printer
0: hold on the my um, my uh seems something seems to be weird it's not liking my uh, my um o b s is just being a bit of a pain right now hold on um oh. so so you you're three you're testing this with three d printing and what's the um so the black thing that's just the circuitry and everything you need to to test the reaction wheels uh, yes so i I just printed like a a rough uh pocket
1: cube size okay like I just made a box like so, cool. so I know visibly like what I'm looking at mm. uh, I do. I do find it very helpful to see something of the size that it needs to go into. These, like when you're working with components, like you need to know how it's going to fit.
0: Right. So here we go. I got it. Got it working.
1: Oh. And uh, you can hear it. It spins up, and then when it spins down, it starts going back the other direction. Oh. And uh, for this scale, those are. Those would probably be great. And this was, uh, I think it's like a 15 or 20 millimeter by like two millimeter tall piece of plastic that I just printed out with a hole in the center. And mm. I kind of just punched it onto the motor shaft. So it's not even heavy. It, it literally weighed like a gram. That, that.
0: that is just so small to fit a satellite. I just...
1: Yeah, it, it fits inside of a bowl that I had in my kitchen. Like it's, <laughs> it's so small that it is tiny uh, inside the bolt alright
0: wow but,
1: uh, that's a proof of concept and uh, that was using a very cheap motor so those motors are usually meant for like micro drones and other applications like that small little RC cars and they're, they're brushed motors
0: okay
1: so they don't have they have some issues yeah, so, related so to
0: wh- sp- why brushed as opposed to brushless So,
1: this was just me learning how they work. Um, So, brushed and brushless have their their pros and cons. Like, brush has a lot more cons. You get a lot of wear, Mm -hmm. a lot of brush dust, which is the the brush wearing down and creating (laughs) metal flakes and
0: dust. Yeah, which uh, in the zero g gravity gravity environment would <laughs> it's not good <laughs> oh yeah like if that uh, grounds
1: across one of your circuits it like, could kill your satellite yeah uh, there are ways to defend against brush dust but brush dust. they add weight and complexity it, it's not too much more complex but it mm-hmm. it does add to it uh, they do have a lot of noise and like they don't last nearly as long that's that's the big thing so uh, after all the reading i did i was looking at it and i'm like well, these would probably last like one month in orbit maybe one month yeah like a, maybe a month <clears throat> and so then long. i was like well how long are pocket cubes staying up it's like oh well maybe about a year or so mm-hmm. i was like oh uh oof. <laughs> like that's that's a uh, questionable and then like i was reading more and that uh the university of malta uh thing i sent to you those are uh those are brushed motors that they were planning on using I think it was just oh. to test the uh, system, Okay. not the actual like uh, capability of the brush motors. And I did try to reach out to these guys, and uh, there was no response. Uh-huh. And I reached out to every single one of them on this page. Oh, that's too bad. Well, it, it does to 2017. That's three years ago, maybe. E- yes, it, it was a while ago, and I was kind of hoping because some of them are still professors at the college. Mm. So I tried to contact them through their... Uh, university email and nothing
0: uh yeah i bet they're just flooded from requests from people all around the world oh, trying to <laughs> I, I
1: wouldn't be i would be surprised if they were not flooded with questions because even like with my tiny twitter page or like any post i've made people always i, I get dms like oh really? can you give code and it's like I'm sorry no
0: why? people? I I mean I, I expect there to be the people asking the, the the dumb IT questions on like the um like you know JavaScript tutorials or or whatever you know. But but when you get to literal rocket science science, I I would figure that there's just a higher class of human asking the question. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> no
1: everybody. So people like rockets are cool. It's like anything else. Right. Rockets are cool. RC cars are cool. Uh, any sort of thing is cool mm-hmm. because people people enjoy like building stuff. So, yeah. like anybody, like even me, like fourteen year old me, probably would have <laughs> asked some dumb question like that. But, yeah. and I probably did. I just don't remember.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, but and, I mean, it's not like a dumb question. But the phrasing of the question, like, "Oh, it'd be great if you could give me some code." It's like, right, uh, right. Maybe I can give you some resources that you can read and you can like learn how it actually works, mm-hmm. and that's like one of the biggest things is like having resources available for you to yes. learn how it works yourself.
0: Yes, and I feel like there's I mean, I obviously I have yet to, to work on something physical for the CubeSat world, but um, it just seems like there's so little resources out there compared to... Well,
1: so it's not that there's no resources for the CubeSats, it's that there's resources that are For electronics, for material science, Uh, for physical like structural engineering and maybe not structural engineering, but um, uh, mechanical engineering and stuff like that, where mm -hmm. it's it's all all sorts of things, but you combine it into one project,
0: right? And yeah, and that's the hard thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's the unknown unknowns, and I think you touched on something important. It's how you ask a question. Like there are yeah. absolutely stupid questions. Whoever said there's no dumb questions hasn't hasn't been on um, there there <laughs> ab- there's there's absolutely
1: hasn't been questions. to Yahoo answers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I throwback right there. I, re- I remember this one video. Oh, it was hilarious. I think Brett uh in the in the Discord server he posted it. it. It was just people this guy reading Questions about a pregnancy, and and all these people misspelled it, and it, it, it was just the stupidest oh, thing.
1: Oh, I remember that. Oh one. yeah, yeah. No, it was, it
0: was like, uh. Anyways. Oh man. The important thing is how you ask the question. You know, it's it's not the hey, can you can you come and do the all the work and help me and get a final product, but you know, <laughs> just because you're a nice yeah, it's person, like, like <laughs> no. And um, I don't know
1: if you've seen uh, a bps.space but that that uh joey b Mm -hmm. joe barnard that owns that company he is probably the most asked person that i've (laughs) ever met for code (gasps) ever really i'm sure he i'm sure like he just ignores his well maybe not ignores but he has like his dms are probably filtered yeah i would hope so yeah (laughs) uh but um like, it, it's crazy because resources are available. You like it might be hard to start because you don't know what to ask. Yes. Like, yes. let's say you know absolutely nothing, and you you see like somebody launch a model rocket with thrust vector control or something like mm-hmm. what Joey B does uh, at bps.space. Right. Uh, he, it's a very complex project like you might understand oh I'm good at like 3d rendering and modeling and I know how to 3d print because that's that's what I knew and I was like oh I could probably
0: oh. I could probably build something similar oh my gosh I thought oh like I had a little bit of a dirt moment right right before um, you got on I was, I was talking to a guy uh, we're, we're working compiling a bunch of footage from people's projects on, on the janky server and we are trying to create a nice little... Um, like intro video from it. Um and anyway, it was one of the guys who was was launching model rockets. I think, I think you might, might like him. He um, and he, he actually recommended bps.space Like he he, he, um, he even said I, I should see about getting them on the show. And I th- for a second I thought you were the one who talked about it. It was just so weird. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> oh, were
1: you talking to um, uh, T zero? Uh,
0: no, I was talking to uh, let's see if I could um, give give him a shout. Oh, where did he go? I think it's in my DMs. Oh, Eli- Elias, I believe. Elias, yeah. Elias.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's in the BPS Discord.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, he, pr- he probably is. Wow, that's such a small world in the in the Rocket. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Rocket, the, the active control Rocket community for, like, DIY and stuff is pretty much centered around that Discord at this point.
0: <laughs> How big is it?
1: Oh, uh... There's got to be like 500 plus people. Yeah, but it, it is uh, a Patreon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. only server.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I I'll have to see if I can get on. I, Elias gave me his email, his business email. So let's let's hope. If you're listening to this, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Joe Barnard, I believe. Joe, is that who you're talking about? Come to the show. We'd love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> so you you're also working the in the open source rockets, right?
1: Uh, well I'm not, not
0: open source, but giving like away
1: my stuff I'll give away like how to make a buck converter or how to like do basic stuff mm-hmm. and I've I, like I, I chat with everybody mm-hmm. I mean I'm not anywhere near as good as some of those other people I'm an an amateur at how, best.
0: How do you rank skill though in rockets? Is it just the biggest thing oh, that you can launch?
1: No 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 it, it's definitely not the biggest thing because I would rate Joe, Joey Mm-hmm. as, like, very high level, has learned a massive amount since the first video I ever saw of him. Uh, and, like, I would consider... Like, I've tried to launch a uh, actively controlled rocket twice. The first one, it uh, tipped over a little bit mm-hmm. and it kind of held 30 degrees mm-hmm. in, like, the... in one direction and it flew pretty straight until the motor burnt out and the parachute didn't deploy and then it just slammed into the ground at like 60 miles an hour and I was like oh well it kind of (laughs) worked and then I started learning more and I learned about some like new new things to like try to make it work right and so I was like oh I think I got this this time I can totally do this and I go to launch it and it just death spirals it it goes up like one foot and starts spinning and I I try to look at the data later and the data was pretty much useless it just declared that oh yep, yeah, we're, we're going hard over at x plus <laughs> 12 right now like it, it gimbaled 12 degrees positive ah. x right away just like nope, we're doing this this is this is what <laughs> i'm doing today like okay well the data is useless uh so i and i've been doing that all on perf boards so there was like no custom pcbs mm-hmm. it was all breakout boards perf boards uh me using wires and solder and just jumping it and it was a mess yeah but i I decided well you know i got stuff that kind of works let's let's just upgrade to something that's cleaner and i can work easier with so i i ordered some custom pcbs and i put one together and it everything on board works so far oh nice uh and i was super shocked because it was my first try at <laughs> doing that so i'm like wow uh Good thing I listened to everybody on, like, how to do things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And
1: that's that's a big thing is, like, uh, a lot of people don't just give you, like, oh, do it this way. A lot mm-hmm. of people will just give you, like, hey, this part's really good. You should use that. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to read the data sheet and, like, figure it out. And if you have, like, questions on very specific things, that that's easier to answer. Because mm-hmm. if you go, like, how do I make a rocket go up? That's a very broad question. Right but when you ask like like for somebody that's super early on like oh how do I make a servo go back and forth like just order mm-hmm. it to go like to 45 then right. to
0: 90 right yeah you have to break that up that's, a particular. Place.
1: yeah and that's the thing is like if you look at like I, I don't know how the real rock, rocket propulsion and like active control and all, I don't know how any of that works but I'm sure that these people all have specific jobs because if you look at like the SpaceX uh, job listings uh-huh. there's a, like a job that's specifically dedicated to one thing and then another thing right. another thing I'm sure they all work together and have some cross but you probably specialize quite a bit
0: well yeah then you'd have to especially. I, uh,
1: yeah like you're really good at one thing but you're you're like okay at a bunch of other things is what I'm assuming
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely oh that was that was an incredible launch i oh that was that was that uh, was beautiful oh the the dm2 yes yes no that was i i i okay i'm i'm a bit of a visual guy i i, I you know branding and front end stuff for a while. And, and i just loved how it looked like i loved how the the uniforms that their, their spacesuits yep. looked so great like so there
1: is oh. one thing i noticed above all like i i brought this up mm-hmm. in a few other discords and with some people that i work with and i was yeah. like you guys remember like the apollo missions the video cameras inside the capsule or yeah inside the capsule and then in the space shuttle Inside the cockpit, the video, mm-hmm. how everybody's like bouncing around and like shaking, and like you could visibly, or like visually see that they were like vibrating. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at the SpaceX launch, I c- could not see a single <laughs> vibration. What? in his hand as he's reaching up to touch the screen? What while they're under flight, I couldn't like how did I they couldn't. Do see- that? that probably was. I'm going to guess that just advanced computers, because if you think about it, mm. the Space Shuttle was basically an old Intel processor. <laughs> well, not, not an Intel processor, but it was like like before Pentium mm-hmm. status, like processing power. And then <laughs> Apollo, Apollo, like an Ar- Arduino Mega
0: makes Apollo's computer look yeah, insignificant. I heard uh, you should look like up this one podcast. Uh, I know I've plugged it on the show, or at least thank you to the Max before. But BBC did this whole thing. It's called 13 Minutes to the Moon," I believe. And they break down like every single minute of like the of them landing and like all the process and everything. And one of them, they was talking about the the, the processor, and it was like a never before constructed processor where they, uh, I think, it was like actual threads like they threaded it together and it was more of like a a, a quilt than a, a processor
1: oh yeah it's a magnetic core memory so it's actually a bunch of like uh you know on oh uh, what are they like on boost converters and stuff mm-hmm. and they have like a, a ferrite ring that's got wire wrapped around it right so it's it's a very similar looking to like a, just a ring of iron with some like tiny tiny wires yeah. And like that was hand woven and I'm just like, oh like it's like wow. Like that in today's oh, no. money, that's billions of dollars of to build that rocket and uh. the computer probably cost a hundred million, if not more. Yeah. And then you look and I I can go pick up an Arduino for like ten bucks, if not
0: less. <laughs> I know processing is, is crazy. It's one of those things that just makes you so happy you're alive. Like, but then there's also a good a good point to this is
1: uh, Arduinos like if you only want to go up in like the model rocket stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's okay as soon as you start adding in other stuff and other fancy stuff beyond just basic stability mm-hmm. you start to run into problems with processing performance um, uh, I learned that the hard way it, on my first launch that's part of the reason why it tipped over Uh is it? It wasn't able to respond fast. Oh, enough it's the speed happen. because
0: things happen so quickly.
1: Yeah. So, like, things are happening in real time, and when I added in data logging, even I was only recording four variables, like four different piece, points of data. Like that was it. It was like x plus, or it was like x y, and uh, the outputted filter that was going to the server it was like the order what was being ordered to the servos. Okay. That's all I was recording. And it went from 200 Hertz down to 30. Wow. So I, I had like a simple filter and some stuff to make it right to the servos and like some other like tweaks to limit how much the servos will try to move and all that. Mm-hmm. And that was running, it was running pretty fast. It was about 200 Hertz, maybe a little bit more. But as soon as you added in data logging or anything else, it it just cut data logging with SD cards is very slow.
0: <laughs> well, relative to to what you're you're working on.
1: Yes, uh, and I mean people are using flash memory. Mm-hmm. They're like little flash chips, and they're they're a little more expensive, and you don't get as much um, storage. But you really don't need that much for model rockets.
0: Right. Right. Wow. But yeah. Uh, that's...
1: Yeah, it, it's been a, a very good learning experience. I bet building
0: I've learned so much about so many different systems. You have electronics, you have, you know, aerospace, like the whole, you know, um, like aerodynamics, and
1: yeah, and yeah. it's and like, let's say you didn't actuate the motor back and forth or like gimbal the motor back and forth at all, mm-hmm. and you were just to launch one without mm-hmm. fins or anything, it might go up a little bit before it starts spinning because. Those are very unstable. Okay. Like a, a long tube is unstable. Like your weight, mm-hmm. where your weight is placed, does make a huge difference.
0: Right, right, yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I remember just playing Kerbal Space Program. I mean, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking
1: about Kerbal Space Program, I actually was. Uh, I, I deleted that save, but um, I played a real solar system with life support modded. Uh, Playthrough of It on career mode Oh
0: nice
1: And I, I made it to Mars Like Mars not Duna Mars <laughs> With some probes and then I made it to Venus With some probes And I got tired of 8 hour burn times Even in KSP Wait, On fast forward
0: Fast forward it take 8 hours for them to
1: For ion thrusters To even give me enough burn To get somewhere
0: Oh, my goodness. And that's
1: with, like, better burn time and all the other mods to make, like, your ability to fast forward way better.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, that that's the thing with video games. People people want more realistic video games, but there comes a point when it's, like, do you, like, at some point, it, it's more boring than reality. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was crazy because I was sitting there, I'm like, oh, my space station's doing good, like, I got mm-hmm. plenty of supplies, like... I finally got the greenhouses unlocked and it's pretty much self-sufficient i just have to like put up fertilizer or whatever resource it needed and it would recycle everything (laughs) and like that i was totally cool i was like oh i got this and then i i got like the moon uh station like pretty much a lunar gateway type deal
0: very cool but
1: then i was just like oh my god i'm i'm doing one mission a day and it's taking like a six hour sit down to to complete a mission Well, not even, like, six hours sitting down. Like, me setting up, like, a burn and, like, timing... Like, knowing how long it's going to take. I'll go do something. Start a 3D print, you know. And then come back and stop the burn just in time for the next thing. It it was horrible. Like, And then I realized to myself, like, this isn't even a video game anymore. I'm, like, playing real life. Right. (laughs) But it was fun. It, It did teach me a lot about how launching from earth mm-hmm. is versus like Kerbin, it's much more difficult from earth oh yeah really the atmosphere the atmosphere is much higher and like the gravity is much heavier Like it's just well maybe maybe not heavier but like you have to get up to a higher speed
0: oh yeah like, you, you
1: need more delta v and your rocket has to be bigger and he's like in in ksp you can get to orbit on like what the, the second,
0: yeah set of tech trees, so.
1: uh, not even the second like the first yeah, set of tech yeah trees. the
0: first couple ones well, one I was I, I only got to the point of I, I was trying to get into orbit. I couldn't quite orbit, um and then my free trial or they had it free for like two to three days and then that expired. But yeah, now, if if for for those of you listening, if you guys want to learn more about like you know, literal rocket science. Kerbal Space Program is a fantastic place to it's a plan.
1: it's a good way to understand how things move. Yeah. Maybe not like the hundred percent rocket science, but right. the the very basics of how things move. You, you get to see the big picture. And uh, if anybody's interested, I can uh, post into this Discord that we're in mm-hmm. a orbital mechanics uh, webpage. It's oh. uh I think it's orbital mechanics. Basics.
0: Orbital Mechanics
1: Basics. Uh, it, it's it's going to look like an old 90s internet webpage.
0: Oh. Oh, boy. Oof. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Protect you your
0: eyes. <laughs> yes.
1: <gasps> oh, gosh. Ugh. But the information on that page is great. Okay. Yeah, it's like B-R-A-E-U us slash mm-hmm. is
0: That, yeah, no, that I, yeah, I'm there. I'm there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a great, great resource Gosh. for how orbital mechanics work.
0: It, there's there's
1: quite a bit of math, but it's not not anything that you can't learn.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Interesting. Wow, that's a, so many good resources.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's that's the thing is like resources are key. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't actually remember a lot of things. I just have a huge thing of bookmarks and just remember, like, a specific, like, part of something. So I can just Google. Right. You know what that, to look that is for. a crutch. Yeah. It is a crutch because I don't have, like, a formal education. I don't have anything, like, actually committed to memory. I'll have, like, a rough idea of something,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is super DIY status. Like, you don't actually know what's going on. You just kind of know what's going on.
0: <gasps> well, that's what we love diys yeah DIYs, yep you yeah, know been there but yeah
1: and then there done that uh if you want to go back, we can go back to uh reaction wheels oh yeah sure um so one of the one of the big things is cost like i like I, was, I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. it was cost, and I was looking around and like those br- those brushed motors yeah uh that university was going to use them, but they won't they probably won't last very long. Right, and you could probably create a product that has three to four accesses for about a hundred bucks with
0: those. Wow! And so the the expense—it's not if if I'm right, and I think I this this applies to a lot of small set like expenses. It's not the actual parts because they aren't using like platinum or gold or I don't know. Somewhere. Oh
1: well, we haven't gone there yet.
0: Okay. Well, let's. Go. I'll
1: I'll stop you there. You're about to be shocked. Okay. Um, so. Since brush motors aren't very good for space, I did find some other alternatives, and I'll I'll start with the high and go to the low. So I was looking around and I was like, oh, I'll just mount it at the face. That'll that'll be great. It'll be flat. It'll stay out of the way. People can put their PCBs in there how they like. Mm-hmm. So I I found a company that has some that were like, like two millimeters tall i was like wow those are tiny they're they're like just flat
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i was like I, I i don't even know if i need a, like a, a wheel because the whole face of that is it could be the wheel right because they were they were about 25 millimeters across mm-hmm. but only like two or three millimeters tall wow,
0: so it was so super small.
1: super flat wow. like just it was crazy and i'm like oh let me get in contact. so i contact this company i was like oh yeah i'm very interested in this for this application uh, can you tell me more about it? Because the page only said a very limited amount of information. Mm-hmm. They of course wanted you to contact them. They're like, oh yeah, and it'll be about six thousand dollars per motor. What? I was like, wait, 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 hold up, you said six thousand? <laughs> and they're they're like, yeah, yeah, that's how much they are. Uh, we do have cheaper options in like this thing and blah blah blah. Do they like, accept that's...
0: kidneys? <laughs>
1: yeah, you like, oh, let me just uh, sell everything I own to make one, you know. <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, that's that's not happening because that's on par with <laughs> the other options, I guess. I mean, that's actually more expensive. That's almost as expensive as that other single wheel. Wow.
0: Wow.
1: But they were crazy, crazy. Like, the, the specs on the motors were beautiful. Wow.
0: But the cost just didn't equal. So where does the cost come from? Is it development? Is it R&D? Um, I think it's a lot of
1: both. Okay. So you're going to have companies that are making motors and they have to recoup their R&D development mm-hmm. and their manufacturing costs. And something like a brushed motor, that's been around since forever and it's super cheap to make. Like the the brushed motor that was in that the cube that I showed you, yeah. that was on the on the bowl, Yeah. That motor costs like 80 cents. Wow. Yeah. But it's not meant for space. Right. Um, and then I, I found some other motors then they were like everybody's like oh yeah just go brushless go brushless like find what you can and i found some other micromotors they were like 0803s for like micro racing drones okay i was like oh yeah let me let me pick up a few of those so i picked up a few of those without even like reading the data sheet because i was like oh i'll just pick these up come to find out they they draw like 4 amps at 3.7 volts and i was like wait a second i a pocket cube can't even like for any sustained period it couldn't do that right i was like well that's not gonna work that might work in like a very large cubesat then so maybe i'll use those later on for that but wow. <laughs> for the pocket cube project that's not gonna fly
0: so to really do it you'll have to make your own motors then right N-
1: no i did find some motors okay so there's a company called Maxon. Maxon. Uh, here I can give you a link to it, and it is their uh, DCX series, I believe. Mm-hmm. That has the properties I need, and those are those run anywhere from in the size I was looking at sixty to about ninety dollars, and that's kind of where I see the cost coming down far enough okay. to meet the needs of the pocket cubes because like in producing a product it's your cost and then whatever you need to market up to like meet right. so i I know for a fact that some of these companies that are selling like the seven thousand dollar wheel mm-hmm. either they're making some poor design choices or ordering choices to make their cost Solid crazy. Platinum.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. yeah. something <laughs> <Diamond> Something's <stuff. laughs> crazy there. Where it's not necessary mm-hmm. for something in this scale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, longevity would be great, but in something that's going to last maybe a year, right. maximum two years, that that's not a big issue.
0: Right, right. Well, I mean, also, I bet they have to mark it up because... Well, there's a high demand for it. Um there's I mean and they probably have an equal supply. it's that the cost to manufacture them there isn't enough people that want it bad enough, right? Like they can't Yeah. They can't do a um like scale it up, right? Like <laughs> they don't have people I mean they have people lining up but they don't have like a large enough market to really Yeah. Drive the par- yeah
1: yeah the like the market for small satellites isn't that big yet. I mean it's starting to get bigger. Like I've seen a lot of growth mm-hmm. from mean, the time that set, I started
0: looking into like man it's it's explosive. Like I mean oh yeah just a couple like, a year ago just a year ago things were radically different.
1: Oh and then uh, the I think it was Marco Polo the or is that what they were called the ones that went to Mars.
0: I I don't I don't remember.
1: I, there, well, there was two cubesats that went to Mars. Oh, I, I think know. it was okay. Marco and Polo. <laughs> Very funny. Or Marco One and Marco Two, something like oh,
0: that. I like Marco Polo better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, and anyway, they they made it all the way to Mars and they were able to transmit data back. Uh, they rode along with something else that went there. I think my maybe the uh, that lander that has the uh, that Insight seismometer that. Isn't work or wasn't working at first. Okay. Uh, I figure what it's called. Mm-hmm. I believe they flew with that mission.
0: Okay.
1: And they kind of just flew by. They had a small camera on board. It was kind of like a test to see.
0: Right. Plausibility test.
1: Yeah. And I know that there are other people in the uh, smaller satellite community that are uh, pursuing possible out of Earth orbit. Like going other places
0: with smaller yeah oh satellites. yeah no, that is so exciting I I mean th- and like on I'm I mean the the news cycles as of recording it aren't aren't terribly positive and I, and I think that's what I love about space so much is that it's 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 almost all good news right like I mean even, yeah. even the failures even uh, I think SpaceX you probably saw the video of, of their um of their rocket exploding in um, their test, and then when they were testing it but like like even that because you like you know what's gonna happen they're gonna do a full run now and they're gonna be like hey this is what's wrong let's make sure this never ever happens again and you know and then they're just gonna keep on going you know and it's just it, like first man flight to ISS like, it's just so great I mean from American soil in like nine years or something you know and yeah it was
1: roughly nine years and like that was we actually watched it at work <laughs> yeah somebody the like the supervisor's like, Oh yeah, yeah we're gonna watch this right now I'm like, Oh perfect, let's go. <laughs> um but yeah and when you when you go and look at all the small things that yes, are being advanced.
0: That's what's really exciting because SpaceX like NASA government programs they're they're really big but they're fragile, right? Like the the points of failure um you know exist, right? Like but when you have like the open source, when you open source stuff, when you have all these small startups that are are all in the same area that's that's a whole lot more resilient and sustainable and yeah so and
1: allowing so this is oh this is super topical but um allowing things to fail yes so that things with better ideas and stronger um stronger ideas succeed yes will always net you a better outcome so like like with the model rockets or any any other project that I've ever done, mm-hmm. like a lot of times I'll research just what I need to know to get it started, and like I mean I have I have a nice budget to right. play with on my own, and if it fails and I just like what the blue smoke out of the electronic components, and I'm like oh well I got another, right? I got another like Arduino Nano sitting off to the side. I can just slap together another one and f- learn from my mistake.
0: Right, and then that's important. That I'm actually going to write an article on it. Metacognition is something that really interests me. That it's the studying how we think and how we learn, and um, yeah, part of it. Tight feedback, loop. being able to fail, fail fast, and understand why you fail, and then apply it again, and then we can finally do that. It's like oh, this is so exciting. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, I
1: and, I, I and then like, with the the last model rocket I flew, where the data was just trash, mm-hmm. like it just told me, oh, yep, we're going. <laughs> we're going positive x like this is happening right now. I'm like well that doesn't tell me anything about like why it just decided I'm going this way Captain it's like, obvious it, of course it's my code but right. sadly like the way that my data went it didn't tell me anything except for that it just locked straight over to the side mm-hmm. and it took me a while to figure out like what the data was saying mm-hmm. because it just it didn't make any sense at first I'm like <laughs> Like, it should only read up to 360 degrees, and it was saying, like, 4,000-something. I'm like, wait a second, like, that's not even, like, possible in the code I wrote. Like, why is this?
0: <laughs>
1: I decided that I was going to keep counting the spins. Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, so the, any control after that point was just gone. Uh,
0: well, I'm I'm glad you could be on here. I'm, I'm always doing oh, yeah, so course. much stuff. Uh, do, do you have anything uh twitter youtube anything you want to plug you're, you're
1: uh i way? am josh sat on twitter okay yes uh, i do have a youtube channel and sometimes i'll post videos but it's super rare
0: yeah yeah all right well i'm i'm, I'm glad um i could show up um and of you're listening um let's see I always, I always forget the stuff to plug. Um, yeah, we, we follow us on Twitter uh, for updates on the podcast. We also are tweeting project updates from the servers. So, um, you know, wh- whatever we're working on there, I normally tweet something out. Um, so follow us there. Uh, we also are, have a Patreon uh, with a few benefits and help the podcast out. Um, and I, th- I think that's it. Uh, later, spacers.